Hey everyone, Remy Meyer here, founder of Hollow's Body, formerly Max Your Gym. Today I'm with Brian. What's up, man? What's going on, Remy? How are you doing? I'm uh, excited to be here. I, I found your profile uh, like two or three uh, weeks ago on uh, Instagram. And then when I looked at what you were doing, I was like, oh, wow, great, finally. So can you please yeah, tell us real quick what you do, uh, why you're doing it, what you've been doing before. Yeah, tell us uh, your story. Yeah, I'd love to give you guys a little background. So what we currently operate as is O23 Holistic Systems. And O23 stands for the other 23, as in the other 23 hours in the day. So anyone in the fitness world you know, should be pretty familiar with that term. It's like we have obviously the hour in the gym. But what happens once we step out those doors is a whole different world, right? It's a whole, it's the rest of, of life, really. And um, this came, this wasn't just an idea that hit me one day. This was, you know, a result. What we offer are uh, solutions to problems I was seeing in the fitness industry over the course of a, a decade or more. And um, I started as a CrossFit affiliate owner. I owned an affiliate for about seven years. We opened in, in very early in 2010. And um, we had a lot of success. Things went really well. I, I loved that whole mission and it's still a great, you know, enormous chapter of my life. Uh, however, I started to notice some patterns over the years of people coming in, you know, off the bat, they love it. They're PRing, they're losing weight, they're making friends, they're feeling, they're feeling great, all these things. And eventually that, that would kind of cycle out. It would cycle towards, uh, you know, it would go from what we would call like a honeymoon phase and it would start to cycle towards a, okay, now I, you know, I like CrossFit and I liked all the stuff still to like a, yeah, I still like it, but I'm starting to feel a little stuck or, or plateau to, I don't know if I like this stuff anymore or, you know, some kind of like, is this the right thing? Should I try something new? Um, what's going on? And it was frustrating as a coach because, I believed that as a coach and my coaching staff, I believed that we could help our clients continue to progress, progress much longer than that. Cause it would usually be like a two or three year cycle. I thought we could really keep people growing and improving for years and years. And I knew that they needed more help than just, you know, what, what we could cover in one hour a day, a couple times a week in a group setting, right? No less. So I knew that they needed more than we could offer at the time, but I knew we could somehow offer more and go deeper and go further with our clients. But I really just did not know what it would look like, where to start. I had no idea. I had like very vague visions in my mind. And in the end, I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out in time. <laughs> I ended up walking away. And this wasn't the only reason I stepped away. I stepped away for several reasons, but one of the reasons I stepped away is because I felt like I had hit my ceiling and that the kind of the potential of what I could help clients with and what we could offer as part of our service within the scope, you know, within the scope of fitness, within that one hour a day, within the group setting, I just realized this is kind of the best that we can do, but that, that wasn't fulfilling enough for me. I knew that there was more potential for myself as a coach and leader. I knew there was more growth and, and, uh, and in progress and success to be had by our clients and all those types of things. So I left there, went on my own journey because I was in like a pretty bad health state myself. I won't go too much to that part, but I was really just not doing well. I was very burnt out, overworked, underrested, stressed. And um, as I went on my own journey, I started becoming much more holistic and putting all the pieces together. And that's when I realized, okay, this is what everybody needs. This is what my clients needed. And then I started developing systems to reteach um, these concepts and build lifestyle systems that could be offered in a fitness setting still that would help people throughout their entire life, not just in the gym. Right. Because you realize that basically what people really wanted more than CrossFit or more than Pilates or more than HIIT or more than uh, boxing, uh, you know, bootcamp uh, studio. Whatever it is, what they want is results. Yeah. Yes. yes. And yeah. so, how did you crack? How did you crack the code on how to get them the results? Well, 
Yeah, just, yeah. So you're right. They want results. People come to our gym, come to any gym to improve their life. They, they, right. you know, they say, Hey, I want to lose weight. I want to get stronger. I want to have more energy, all these things. So I can go and have a better life in some way. It's better, right? Let's either right. They, they look better, they feel better, they perform better. They have, you know, the uh, better relationship, you know, whatever. They're more attractive. They feel good. Those things. They want to improve their everyday life. The thing is, you know, when we when we work with in the fitness setting, we rarely talk about their everyday life. We kind of just talk about, okay, you want to lose a little weight, you know, gain energy, whatever. Okay, cool. Let's head into the gym and get to work. And then they get these results in the gym, and then we or not maybe, but then we 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 then then just send them back off and assume that that's going to all improve their life, uh, just kind of magically, right? And really, what we realize is that it's the, the process of fitness is a, a complete journey. It's a holistic journey. It isn't something you just go do at the gym and then go back to your life. It, it becomes one thing. Um, right. So that's kind of what we mean by like holistic, right? It's our whole life. There's not like this time and place for health and fitness. We learn how to build a life around health and fitness or, or health and fitness right. kind of becomes the foundation of our, our whole life. And, um, right. So the, I don't know if crack the code is, is the right term, but essentially through my own progress, um, I started unlo- I, unlocking was the term that I would use. Actually, I started unlocking what felt to me like a universal kind of code. I guess code is the right word. Yeah. I felt like I was unlocking like a, a universal code as I aligned with, with nature. I learned how to actually align with nature my connected, I was connecting with nature. I was connecting to myself and I was connecting to other people in ways I'd never experienced before. And, um, the, and I was able to do it while still living a modern everyday, normal lifestyle. Right. So it's like we can align with nature, but still do it in and still, you know, be a regular person, have a regular job and, and, and all of these things. And um, like I said, I felt like I was kind of unlocking something that was universal that I knew would, would work for everybody. It's not just the, it's not the latest trend. It's not some lifestyle hacks. Right. Tip. It's like, this is the ancient wisdom that the you know, humans have lived by for as long as humans have existed, right? We coexist in, in harmony with nature. So as far as eating in alignment with nature, sleeping, aligning our circadian rhythms, um, and doing all these things, again, living a normal lifestyle, but also doing it in a way that we could teach it very simply. So people, anybody can understand. You can understand it easy. You can teach it to other people easy. It's all very simple. It's why we're still here. It's not complicated, right? So um, as I was un- unlocking this code, sort of speak, I, um, I developed a process that I call decomplexifying. And uh, decomplexifying is... is mm, I think that. Yeah, it's what we do. It's, it's kind of like how this whole thing started is taking the complex, the complexity of nature and the human body and the human design and making it very simple and to understand. So it can be taught in a gym by fitness coaches to fitness people in everyday language, everyday lessons, things they can see for themselves, things they can feel for themselves. They don't have to really take our word for it. They can go out and do it and try it and feel it. And um, that's where, you know, that's what's really brought us the most success is having people be able to, learn something, get the aha moments. Like, Oh, I never realized, I never thought of it that way. Go and try it and feel it firsthand and be like, okay, I get it. I mean, you know, this feels, this is, this feels right to me. You know, it's not a, it's not a trend. It's not a fad. This just feels like healthy, happy living. Right. Because at the end of the day, actually health is not that complicated. You just got to eat a whole food diet. You got to handle your stress. You got to sleep right. You gotta have good mental health, relationship health, mm-hmm. and if you do the things, well, actually, you don't have to work out every day or five times a week. You don't have to snatch. You don't have to muscle up. You don't have to do like those complicated uh, weightlifting, Olympic weightlifting, mm-hmm. uh, or um, gymnastic movements. It can actually be quite simple, and probably three or four workouts a week is already plenty to be uh, fit and, uh, and healthy, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what, I was, that's what I was learning firsthand because up until that point for me, I had been 
literally living in a gym all day, every day. And I was just, everything had to be heavier, faster, more power, blah, blah, go, go, go. And any problem that I had, I thought I just needed more fitness, more squats, more running, more something. And um, once I started uh, eating, so we basically eating better, sleeping better, moving better outside of the gym and, and just moving more with more quality and thinking better, you know, my mindset. So those are our, our foundational four practices, we call them. Um, nutrition, food, sleep, movement, and mindset. So I was already eating, thinking, moving, and sleeping, but I started doing each of them a lot better and realized I was improving so much and I was working out way less. And it wasn't that I was trying to get out of working out, yeah. it wasn't that I didn't like it. In fact, I actually fell back in love with working out because I didn't really like it for a while. Um, I was falling back in love with movement, but realizing it's like, this is just one piece of the puzzle. And fitness is so focused. You know, the idea of health in our mind is very much exercise, exercise, exercise. And really, you know, exercise is just something that we use to make up for lack of motion in our life. And really our, our, our life is lacking a lot more than just motion. So when we, I was starting to make up for these other lacks in other ways, I didn't need the, I didn't need as much intense exercise. I didn't need as much complicated, like you said, um, barbell, barbell lifts and things like that. It was just uh, returning to simplicity and again, you know, making it, it all align with natural, uh, with nature, natural movements, natural patterns, all those things. Right. I believe that in, within the fitness industry, fitness professionals are a bit, I mean, a bit, actually quite a lot biased because for them, they love to snatch, they love to deadlift, they love to spend time at the gym. Uh, but they don't realize that actually 92% of the population is not like them at all, mm -hmm. right? And so for them, spending a lot of time at the gym is cool, it's fun, you know, they like it. But uh, the masses are not thinking this way. Mm -hmm. And a three to, uh, a five times a week membership or unlimited uh, membership might, I mean, sounds sexy for a gym owner or for a fitness coach, right? Mm -hmm. But actually, it sounds like a nightmare mm -hmm. for most of the population, right? They don't want an unlimited membership. Mm -hmm. If you can tell them, hey, you can get incredible results by just coming three times a week at the gym, now it's sexy for them, right? And so you got to realize that if there would be a magic pill for people to be healthy and fit, people would take the freaking magic pill, right? They don't necessarily want to spend that much time at the gym and become a gym rat to, uh, in order to be, uh, to be fit and uh, confident and with good energy, energy levels. They would make a sacrifice kind of in terms of time commitment, in terms of energy commitment, and also um, money, right? Commitment. Because they would get the results, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, but they don't have the same mindset than uh, fitness professionals, where right now it's, uh, it's still quite a lot, no pain, no gain, or mm -hmm. just do it, or um, eat less, work out more. Mm -hmm. You know, there is, there is still that mindset in the fitness industry. And I think that it's too bad because it's, it's not a win-win Uh, for fitness professionals to think this way, it's not helping them. It's not helping the clients. It's not helping 75% of the population that is overweight, 60% of the population uh, with chronic disease, diseases. It's not helping them to, uh, to coach uh, people this way with that type of mindset. Do you agree? Yes, 100%. On um, multiple points you made there. Um, so starting with the bias, like you said, where you know, we have as coaches and owners, we have this bias towards whatever we, we teach, you know, it's like, I would have told you eight or nine years ago that the answer was high intensity functional movements every day, you know, constantly varied high intensional functional movements over and over and over and over. And if you want to get healthy and fit, you have to be in there doing that four or five, six times a week. And, um, I was so in belief, like I believed so much that that was the answer that I couldn't see past that until, until 
until I was proven wrong, right? Until like my body was falling apart, until I, my adren- my, my uh, adrenals were shot, until I just hated going into the gym and working out. I had to reach that point before I started realizing like, huh, maybe this isn't exactly right. And maybe I've been misleading people a little bit. Um, not intentionally, of course, I was always my best interest, but as owners uh, or gym owners or coaches, we have to be really conscious of our biases there. And um, we, uh, sorry, I lost my train there. We have to be uh, very conscious of our biases because they could be uh, interfering with other people's progress and and journey, what they actually need. And um, that, that mindset, like you said, it's still very prevalent. It's like, it's, it's, you know, what I was just saying is still common. Need more, higher intensity, more, 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 heavier, heavier, eat more, you know, like you said, lift more, eat less, whatever. And though in a good way, the good news is that it is evolving. The, the industry is evolving in a lot of ways um, where it's becoming, there's a lot of coaches like me now who have been doing it long enough that they've realized through their own pain and struggles or the struggles of their clients like me that they, huh, okay, maybe there is more to this. Maybe there's a little more of a mental component to this. Maybe there's more of an emotional component to this. Maybe the gym for a lot of people is adding stress more than taking it away. And um, because of that, there's more and more ways of thinking emerging. There's more, um, uh, again, uh, there's more holistic approach or holistic expansion going on throughout the, the fitness industry. And, the more coaches challenge their current beliefs and continue to push what they believe to be true and challenge what they believe to be true and keep their hearts open to more, the faster this will evolve and the faster we'll get to helping people make deeper level changes in their life. Right. Right. Because the thing is that if they don't sleep right, if they don't manage their stress, it's going to be low. And it's not by working out more that is going to help. They got to fix their sleep. They got to fix their food. They're going to, they're going to have to fix their stress levels. Right? Uh, so it's not just about working out. And it's not just also nutrition. Sure, nutrition. Sure, working out. But so many other things also. Right? Um, there is also a... A mindset that I find quite a lot in the fitness uh, industry, that is, people are fat because they are lazy. What do you think about that? Okay, I see what you're saying. So, like, it's kind of like this belief that if you're fat, it's because you're lazy and you just have to get your ass in the gym and push kind of thing. Yeah, that's, um, I think it's a problematic mindset i think it i think it's just a very shallow um perspective right it's an easy answer it's an easy exactly it's easy to just point and be like oh you're fat it's because you're lazy and you just you don't care enough and you just whatever and it for coaches who, who feel that way it 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 discredits uh, or doesn't um give place enough emphasis on acknowledging the person's uh, you know pains and suffering and why you know, there's other reasons that you might be fat and out of shape than just you're lazy and if it is like laziness it's like well why what what is the the what's bringing them this laziness because laziness is really just like depression right some like version of depressive tendencies and and um and fatigue and lethargic and all these types of things and there's obviously um, more internal pain there, emotional pain there somewhere to get someone to, you know, if someone's overeating and neglecting themselves and, you know, not caring about themselves, there's, there's a reason why something's out of balance. There's, there's some kind of suffering going on there. And um, for a coach to just kind of say like, well, whatever, you know, if you're not going to show up and do the work and and you're going to be fat and lazy, you know, that's your fault. I think a lot of ways that's, that's coaches, that's a defense mechanism for coaches who don't feel capable of really helping get to the roots of those problems. 
They just, right. they want to blame, they want to blame the client for being lazy as opposed to being like, well, what can I help? What can I do to really connect to this person? Find out what they're really struggling with and offer something, you know, something more to them than just sweating and exercise. Um, right. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah. what I find also in the fitness niche is that uh, a lot of uh, fitness professionals would say things like, oh, I only want to work with the ones who have the right mindsets. Mm. Well, it's just a few percentage of the population, <laughs> right? Mm. You can help those quote-unquote lazy people that are not actually lazy, I don't, I don't believe, but it's when you can help those guys, the ones that, are, that don't necessarily know how to follow through with their habits, the ones that don't necessarily have the right mindsets, the ones that don't necessarily follow through in terms of their goals. When you can serve those people with your delivery in terms of health coaching, in terms of mindset coaching, in terms of accountability coaching, I would even say in terms of trauma-informed coaching, you're not going to become their therapist, you're not going to become their psychologist, but at least be aware that it could come from a place of trauma if they are not following through on, uh, let's say, your meal plan. If they are not following through on your meal plan, it's not because they are lazy and it's not because they want to give up. It's just bigger than themselves. And maybe they are binge eating as a coping mechanism to heal the pain from their trauma. Yes. Right. So as, as uh, long as you're not going to be aware that it could come from something like that, you're not going to be helping them by telling them, oh, count your micros, count your calories, here's the meal plan. And uh, yeah, just, uh, just do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's more complicated than that, right? Um, yeah, yeah. And actually, if they have the right mindset and if they are able to uh, find healthier coping mechanism than alcohol or binge eating or some other coping mechanisms, they don't even have to count the calories and the, and the macros and all this stuff, right. right? And so if you find a way to serve those people and also, if you find a way with your marketing and your sales process to attract them and enroll them, that's when you can have massive, massive, massive growth uh, with your gym business or with your personal training business, being online or brick and mortar, I don't care. That's when you can have a massive growth because now you're tapping into 92% of the population because only 8% of the population have the right mindset. But those guys, yeah. guess what? They are already in the gym. They are yeah. already doing something, you know, maybe they have their own gym at home or maybe they go run or maybe they go climb or maybe they go uh, cycle. They already do something already and you're trying to get those people that are already doing something. What, what if we find a way to get the 92% of the population that need you the most? And then... That's how, you know, uh, at least with, uh, with our program, see 70, 80 new clients per month consistently wow. because we tap into uh, that uh, market, right? That is untapped. Mm -hmm. Right now, it's basically untapped, right? And if, if you can serve them, attract them, enroll them, keep them, you're going to have a widely successful uh, gym business. Yeah, uh, exactly. You hit so many good points there. I'll just basically echo a couple really quickly. But yeah, the, the idea of I want to work with the people that are with the right mindset. Again, those people don't really need you that much. I mean, they, they do, you know, like you can offer a service to them still, you can be of some value, but only for so long. Um, because it really, ultimately, those people know, I don't really need this so much. Like, I'm, I'm pretty good on my own. It's the, like you said, the people who don't feel that way, who feel kind of lost, who feel, who aren't confident in their ability to be consistent in the gym. They aren't confident in their ability to, to eat consistently and sleep. You know, they, they just feel like they don't know what to do or they don't know how to do it or all of those things. It might, you know, they might seem like they just don't right have the care or, or have the right mindset, but they really, they, they need help. They need teaching. They need guidance. And it'll be so much more valuable to them 
than somebody who already, you know, shows up to the gym easily four times a week and doesn't, and doesn't even have to try that hard. Um, so yeah, exactly. If we can tap into that population and prove to them that we can, you know, help them with these beginner steps of like managing, you know, getting to the roots of why they, they eat, you know, emotionally and all these kinds of things and like helping them get, can get clarity and consistency there. I mean, you can, you'll be in business, you'll be a successful, have successful business for the rest of your life. You'll never run out of people and you'll, uh, yeah, you'll be able to offer so much more value and so much more real healing. Right. So uh, recently you did a, a podcast with another coach for uh, Jim Moners. I'm not going to mention his name. I want you to talk shit about him, but <laughs> another coach for uh, Jim Moners who was saying that basically 100% of the success of the gym members is reliance on them. It's their responsibility for 100% of them. Uh, for 100% yeah, of, of the success, it's on them. It's their responsibility. It's not the responsibility of the coach or, or the gym owner. I do not agree with that. I believe that you do not agree with that either. Uh, can you please share your thoughts on this? Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't really, I don't agree with that. Um, I, I didn't, um, I didn't voice myself strongly enough on the podcast. I was a little bit too agreeable and I wasn't quite sure exactly what we were going to do. All right. So here's the opportunity to, uh, to share your real thoughts. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so, so yeah, I wasn't totally clear on exactly what we were going to be debating. So I wasn't quite prepared, but yeah, the idea that, um, it, you know, client success is on them a hundred percent. I mean, that, that I don't I kind of it's, it's still a little difficult of where to even start uh, with the fact that well then what value are we right if we're going to be like we're a if we're going to be a value we have to be an active role in their success if we're not an active role in their success then we have no value right we well why were they why are they paying for us if they're just paying to use our equipment I mean that is a model you could run you could run a gym where you just open the doors and people use your equipment but I'm guessing most people that listen to this show and most of the real coaches in our industry are not interested in that. They're interested in helping people. They're interested in coaching. And they got into this to truly connect with people and help them and, and be a part of their success. They want to be a part of the um, client success. I, I look at it more like a partnership. It's like, you know, any kind of business relationship that you would have. There's a vet, an exchange of money. Um, an exchange of services and a, and a clear expectations on both sides of who, you know, what you can, ex you know, what each side can expect and what the goals are for each side and what each side will, uh, what their, you know, a coach's role will be uh, in that goal. Um, and it, it varies depending on the type of gym and things like that. Some are, some are more immersive than others, but if it's clear and it's agreed upon, And it's um, and there's you know money exchanged. It is to me that's a partnership. That's a business. You know that's a, a relationship and a partnership. And um, the coach has to, if they want to really help, they have to accept some level of ownership for that success. If they say they're going to deliver something, we have to be able to deliver. Obviously, if the client just like never shows up and never calls and never, show, you know, okay, you can only do so much, right? But if the person's going to show up and be active and hold up their end of the bargain we have to hold up our end of the bargain as coaches and, um, and, uh, and have it be a mutually, uh, mutually beneficial uh, exchange. And I would actually, actually, I would even say, even if they don't show up, we can take some responsibility here and maybe ask why they are yes. not showing up. And probably it's because there is a mindset blockage. Yes. And if you're trained on that mindset coaching, you can actually, give them the aha moment that they need. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Uh, I Sorry, can, I, can I make one point on that real quick? Yeah. Um, yeah. We used to talk about this all the time in our gym. It's like, you know, it, it is still some level of responsibility if they're not, if they're not showing up. And now what I, what we teach at 023 is that that's actually, you know, that's still our chance to help them. That's, that's an 023 problem in some way, shape or form. Their lifestyle isn't designed to create time and, and space for structured exercise and prioritize health. So how do we help them? Maybe that's just the first thing, the first step in the process is helping them 
get to the gym consistently. Right. Let's focus on that. Here we are not speaking about the planet fitness type of gym. We're not speaking about that. Here we're speaking about the micro gym with 150 to 100 members, maybe more, but around 150 to 100 members, right? I believe that for this type of micro gym, actually people pay you exactly when they are not showing up, exactly when they want to give up, exactly when they are not following through. That's why they are paying you 150 or 200 or $300 per month instead of 30 bucks for Planet Fitness. So... That's when they need you the most, when they want to give up. And that's when you're going to be able to use your coaching skills in terms of accountability coaching, mindset coaching, and all those things. Yeah, they're paying you to help them reach a level of success. For some people, that means you just need to motivate them a little bit and help them with their technique. For some people, that means you need to help them get in the door consistently, right? Or just show up or 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 you know, believe in themselves a little bit more. Right. Whatever it is, for every person, that journey is going to be a little bit different, but a good coach knows what all his or her clients need to reach that level of success. And if we've agreed right. again, if we've decided, hey, if they came to me and said, I want to get to X, Y, Z goals. And I said, hey, I think I can help you get there. Then it's my role to, to find out what I need to do to help them get there. And again, it's going to be different for everybody, but that's part of this. That's part of that um, um, agreement. That's what this is right. all about. Right. Actually, I would say in terms of responsibility, in terms of success, right, for the gym member, I would say it's 50-50. It's kind of like working with, uh, it's kind of like as a gym owner or a fitness coach, you're like a Sherpa trying to climb Mount Everest, right? Well, trying to climb Mount Everest without a Sherpa, you're probably going to die, mm-hmm. right? Because you're going to uh, fall through the cracks. I forgot how to say that in English. You know, there are cracks, right, in the... Mm-hmm. Ice and snow, right? You're going to fall through the cracks. Uh, You will not know when you got to stop so that you adapt your body to the uh, oxygen level. You're going to freeze your ass off. You're not going to know how to uh, eat properly, how to uh, drink properly, how to manage your sleep. You're just not going to know. So you do need that Sherpa, right? Of course, the Sherpa is not going to... (laughs) to carry you on his uh, shoulders to bring you to Mount Everest. You're still going to have to climb, right? Yes. But you need that Sherpa to, to, to climb that, that mountain, hmm. right? And so I believe that it, it is 50-50 and that uh, you need to take some ownership for their results, at least 50% of it, not yes. zero. Right, sure. exactly. And that's, um, that's a great analogy. I think it's beautiful. And exactly right. It's, you, you know, they still have to climb the mountain themselves. You're not, right. you're not offering helicopter rides to the top, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they have to do it themselves. But again, you're not just, you're not just giving them access to the mountain and saying, good luck. Right. That's kind right. of what was being said on the show is that like, you know, he was, he was implying that our job as coaches is just give them access to the mountain. And if they show up and go and try, that's a success. And if they don't show up, that's on them. Um, and uh, again, that's just, you know, really missing the point. I'd like to speak with you about the current status quo with the, with fitness on earth, right? Mm. The status quo right now is that only one third of the gym owners, fitness professionals are profitable. Mm. One third. You have another third breaking even, and then you have another third losing money, mm-hmm. not being profitable. And I speak with gym owners all the time and I ask them about their profits. So yeah, sometimes they are profitable, but it's not by that much. It's by a couple, a few thousands dollars profits per month. It's not much. So basically we can say fitness professionals are broke, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. For most of them, fitness professionals are broke. And 75% of the population is overweight. 60% of the population has at least one chronic disease. And I'm like, oh, and also the success rates in the gym, I think the average is 5% success rate, actually. Right? Because uh, gym owners, fitness professionals, 
would tell you, oh, yeah, we have a great success rate. You know, actually, I ask, uh, you know, gym owners when it's the first time I speak with them. I tell them, okay, on a scale from one to 10, how good are the results that you can provide to your clients? And then they tell me, uh, oh, well, yeah, I'm an eight. I'm like, great, that's awesome. So it means that 80% of your clients are reaching their goals. Well, only for the ones following through, only for the ones with the right mindset, mm -hmm. only for the ones who come to the gym and follow the meal plan and do what I say. Okay, what's the percentage of that? Yeah, five, 10%, <laughs> right? And so the success rate is shit, basically. Why there is such a big issue? Fitness professionals are broke. People are overweight with chronic diseases. Success rate is low. And so with that mindset of saying that the success is the responsibility of the gym members, that's not helping, right? Uh, to, uh, to fix that big issue that we have here. And also, I would say that it's such a big issue that this is why the COVID pandemic was such a big deal. Mm -hmm. Because people were not healthy, people were not fit, they were not eating the right type of food, they were not sleeping the right way. And that's why actually the COVID pandemic has been a big deal because we already had a pandemic of people being overweight with chronic diseases. Right? So it's, it is like a core issue, right? A big, big, big issue. So what I see is that so far in the fitness industry, we have been trying to fix it with technology. Oh, we need a heart rate monitoring, let's say, or steroid fitness. Oh, no, no, no. We need to uh, do a peloton so that people can work out at home. Or, you know, oh, we need to work out in the metaverse with uh, <laughs> Oculus, uh, you know. Uh, it has been only technology solutions, but what we can see is that it's not helping, right? Mm -hmm. We are in 2022, <laughs> freaking 2022, we send robots to Mars. We have the DNA sequencing. We know everything. I mean, we, we know a lot about health. We know a lot about the human body, more than ever, right? Yet, we are sicker than Paleolithic men, you know? Uh, and so I'm like, well, it's not a technology issue, right? Um, and so if you keep that mindset of, yeah, it's not my responsibility. So what do we do then? What do we do? Do we stay complacent? Do we stay content with that? With the fact that people are overweight with chronic diseases and dying because there is a virus in the air and they wouldn't be dying from that virus if they would be healthy. Do we just stay complacent? Or do can we actually try to figure it out? How much time are you got here? Because I could, they could go on for a while. Um, yeah. So no, I don't, um, So obviously, the answer is I, I believe no. We don't stay complacent. I think, like you said, there's virtually unlimited amount of sick people. There's basically unlimited amount of health coaches who can help those sick. You know, health and fitness coaches who can help those sick people to some extent. Yet, we can't seem to merge and unify properly. Right. We're struggling to get clients. Again, there's no limit of people who need us, yet we struggle to get clients. Uh, we struggle to bring them su success, even though they come in with so much room for success. They could literally, like, when they're coming in sick and overweight and all these things, like, you can have success really quickly. So the potential for success is so high, yet we don't reach it. Um, we don't get as many people as we need, and then we don't succeed as uh, on the business front either. Um, and then the perpetuation of the state of our health just continues, right? It gets worse because there's really the, the other option is, is more like standard healthcare, which um, is just proving to just not be effective. You know, I, I can, again, go on and on about that. But I think at this point, everyone can see that industry is growing. You know, the pharmaceutical industry is literally growing by whatever whatever percent like crazy 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 amounts of money and power and all these things yet we're getting sicker and sicker and sicker so it should be something that doesn't add up there it's either it should be the most profitable system in the world and we should and we should be really healthy 
or we should all be really sick and the medical industry should be broke because they're not getting, you know, obviously they're not doing, doing much to help. Um, so that, that's a, you know, a, a little bit more of a dense topic, but yeah, this is what's, what's frustrating to me too, because it's like the, 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 the demand, the supply and the demand both exist, right? The supply of sick and unhappy people, um, and the demand for the health, right? Or excuse me, the demand for the health and the supply of coaches, it exists, it's there. It's how can we connect, how can we connect to? And that's a big part of my work. I can't say I have all the answers, but what I can tell you, what I, I strongly believe is that the answer is not through the technology, right? Not through the wearables, not through the impersonal gadgets and apps and all these things. And the biggest reason to keep another dense topic very simple is the biggest reason is because the, 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 um, the root of the issues that we're dealing with in our society from a health standpoint are all based in disconnection. We're disconnected to ourselves. We don't understand our bodies and how they work and what we need and how, what it's asking for. And all these symptoms and pains are the body asking us to make changes. And we just don't listen because we don't even know what we're listening for or what to do. So we're disconnected. Wearables are basically us trying to outsource our health to, to a technology, right? It's like, instead of, instead of me getting in tune with myself to find out, am I sleeping well? Am I eating well? What does my body need? What are, like, what, what's my emotional state? What are my feelings? What are they asking for? Like, what do I need right now? It's like, oh, let me check my watch. Let me check my app. And let that Your aura ring, oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. let, I'll let that do the thinking for me. And even if we, even if all this technology is really good, which it's funny, it'll, it would take me off a tangent. But as I've learned about a lot of these technologies, I've realized they're it's very it's in its infancy. And when I when I learn about how they're made and stuff and how they use these things, let's just say that it's not nearly as accurate as they want you to believe that it is. But let's just even assume that it's all very accurate, it's still, again, it's, it's, it's taking us further removed from ourselves. It's, it's, it's increasing the disconnection. And ultimately that's, again, it's not only not getting to the root of the problem, it's making the root of the problem worse. As people get healthier, they should be feeling more independent, more in tune, more connected with their intuition and less reliant. Real health is, 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 is not, re when we're really healthy and thriving, we're not relying, we're not reliant on any other person, any other technology, any other medicines, you know, we're not relying on anything. We are independently healthy and thriving. And um, for sick people and unhappy people to start to rely on these things, it, it may be, you know, some short-term improvements and whatever but ultimately in the long run it's not on a macro level getting us any closer to our, our goals right i truly believe that the solution is not just to coach people on their body but also coach their mind mm -hmm. it should be a mind body coaching approach mm -hmm. because actually nutrition coaching is not like you're, in, you're going to teach them everything about micronutrients and amino acids and, you know, minerals and vitamins and everything that it does no. in your body when you uh, eat uh, MCT oil or when you, uh, you know, it's no. not that, right? No. Actually, nutrition coaching is more mindsets, accountability, um, habits, and mm -hmm. trauma-informed coaching. Let me just give you an example. I have a friend, she was eating a big uh, bag of um, crackers, chips, every single day. And then her uh, holistic coach asked her, what, what do you think of you know, when you actually do that? And what do you actually need when you do that? Or when was the first time that you were eating bags of chips like that? Mm. And then she thought about it and she was like, well, actually the first time is when I was sick. My mom, this is what she was doing. She was taking some chips. She was putting some uh, salt on top of it. 
She was putting some uh, lemon on top of it and some other spices. And this is what she was giving me when I was sick. Mm. And then the holistic coach asked, well, do, is it really the chips that you need? Or is it love from your mom? Ah, yes. oh, it's love from my mom. Mm -hmm. Well, what if we replace that bag of chips by just calling your mom? Mm -hmm. And that's it. She stopped eating a bag of chips every day. And that's yeah. it. That was it. It was not really nutrition coaching per se, right? Right. right? It was just actually replacing a bad habits by a healthier one, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you are addressing that type of issue by, oh, no, just stop eating bag of chips, but you're not like trying to find the root cause of why they are actually doing it, you're not going to be able to help them. Right. Yeah. Right. It, 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 exactly. And if you try to teach that person by saying, teaching them, um, well, this is how many carbohydrates are in the chips. And this is what happens when you eat too many carbohydrates. And I mean, there could be some part of that. Right. But it's like, sure. That's not going to yeah. really drive the change. You know, it'll be like, okay, yeah. they're just probably going to just feel worse about it when they eat it, but it's not going to really help right. them stop eating. It's not it's like you're going to tell them, oh, you know, those chips are fried in canola oil, which is full of linoic acid. And actually linoic acid causes inflammation in your body. It's going to go through one ear and right away go, go, go out. You know, they're not going to like process that. No, yeah. exactly. Which is, And that's, you know, what we... We don't, we have, when we coach nutrition, we have almost no discussion about any of this stuff. Like you talked about here. It's about right. that relationship with food relationship with ourselves. We're all emotional eaters. We that's eating is actually an emotional process. Even the very first feedings you ever had as a baby on, on the mother's breast is, is for comfort, right? It's, it's not because you need nutrients right away. It's for comfort. It's for love. It's for connection. So we, that is how we eat and that's, that's okay. But we need to learn how to eat to support our emotional needs, not to escape our emotional needs or fill emotional voids, right? And again, these conversations are much more like what you, we just talked about here of like asking what is the body really asking for? Because her body wasn't really asking for more chips. Her body was asking for more love from her mom or more connection or more warmth or something like, you know, just generally speaking, more love really, right? And um, so... Uh, yeah, like real, and, and this is what the future, talking about the future of the industry, it may take a while, but people like you and I are on the front lines of shifting these conversations and uh, looking at these things that, you know, and, and first, that's not even just food, it's more ho uh, holistically, uh, you know, men physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, and there's not really a separation between them. They're all really one thing, right? And uh, uh, I forget what the original question was or the point was, but, uh, but yeah, you're, you're spot on there. That's, that's what the future of healing looks like. And, it's, it, and you can't, you can't find that on an app or a watch or a phone. No phone is going to tell you, you know, why you're eating those chips because of a, you know, a missing piece between a relationship. Right. And that's what I mean by trauma informed coaching. You're not going to speak about the fact that that person was, verbally or physically or sexually abused when she was uh, seven years old. You're mm -hmm. not going to speak about that. Mm -hmm. You're just going to say, all right, instead of eating the bag of chips, just call your mom. That's it. That's what I mean. You're not going to become their psychologist. You're not going to go into, uh, you know, the details of the trauma. It's actually mm -hmm. quite simple yeah. to, uh, to actually coach your clients this way. Yeah, that's an important yeah. point because I think, uh, sorry, can, can I add one quick thing? Um, yeah, go ahead. That, that's an important point because I think a lot of coaches, they think about, the, you know, what we do here at 023 and obviously the stuff you're talking about here. And they think, well, I don't know how to help everybody with their whole life outside of the gym. Like I'm not a life coach. I'm not a therapist. Right. I don't want to be doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's important to know that there's, you don't need, you know, you can help with pro these types of problems without having to get into like you said, you don't have to do deep inner child work with the person. Right. You can help them make these just very simple, um, slightly more, you know, um, uh, what's the word for like macro kind of observations and connections for them that you don't really need to know the, the ins and outs and the depths of these things to still, right. help, still help in big, big ways. Massively. So, yeah. And then if they need more, if you get the sense that they need more deeper, you know, spiritual kind of healing and stuff, 
we can, you know, lead them towards, we can, you can have other sources and places that in therapists. Yeah, them in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But we can go a long way before they would need that. Right. You can probably do already 80% uh, of what they need. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. One other thing that uh, I want to speak uh, about, you still have some time? Yeah, I got for I just have like one or two more questions for you. Sure, sure. Uh, when I was listening to uh, that uh, episode with that other, uh, you know, uh, business coach for G-Moners, basically, he wanted uh, you to say that, well, actually, profit is more important than providing results. You should just focus on profit. You're a business owner, just focus on profit. Mm -hmm. And we shouldn't care about the results. Uh, can you, yeah, share your thoughts on that? <laughs> yeah, I mean... I think it comes back, first of all, I guess I'll say that I believe that you'll always, always, always in the end, maybe not in this very short term, but always in the end, end up making more profit through a results driven approach, right? That you will, your success will be built on the success of your clients. Um, the more they succeed, Ultimately, the more you will succeed, you'll get more people, you'll, get, you'll keep them for longer, you'll get referrals, you'll be able to increase your value, increase your rates, expand your services, yada, yada, yada. Um, so that, that's kind of like the, the, the gist of it. Um, and again, ultimately, I, in this kind of the same breath, I think anytime you focus on just getting profits, you're going to again, you may be able to do some kind of lead generator thing, you know, kind of uh, whatever group, I don't know, whatever it's going to be that you think is going to work and get all these leads and those new profits and all these things. Even if it kind of works, quote unquote, it's kind of like a crash diet. You know what I mean? It's like the same idea. It works. Yeah, we can speak about like it's common in the industry to do free six-week challenges or free 21-day challenges that are actually not free. It's a bait and switch. Those kind of magic pill solutions, right? That's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah and exactly. And it could end up being, it's kind of like, again, the crash diet. You may get, you know, you lose 20 pounds real fast or whatever, but then what happens uh, two months from now, three months from now when the weight's back? So it's like when we focus on that, it's like we're always looking for that quick, short you know burst of profit and how can i make something new this month how can i how can i make it like how can i just try to make people excited or or, or generate buzz as opposed to like actually offering more and expanding my service and, and increasing my value and ultimately we end up you know having to just find new ways and find new ways and find new ways and find new ways and it gets exhausting the ceiling is like i said even if the short term ceiling uh short term seems better the ceiling is so much lower and if I'm actually just steadily increasing my value, my offer and building all of that on the success. So yeah. profit is important. It is absolutely important because it'll make you a better coach. It'll make you, you'll be able to show up. You'll be able to show up less stressed, less worried, you know, that you can be present with your clients and you know, you're getting a fair value that that's all important. And you want to be able to live a, the life that you deserve as well. Um, but it should be again, as a, it's a byproduct of bringing success to our, clients i i totally agree with that yeah you know i'm a business coach for gym owners to increase profit but my solution is to do is to focus on the results first and then we're going to imp improve uh, the profits because if you don't do that then yeah then you have to rely on clickbaity gimmicky salesy mm -hmm. pushy methods you're gonna have to do a, a free a bait and switch challenge that is actually not free. There is a $600 deposit. Then if they lose 20 pounds, they get their money back, but actually they don't get it back as a check. It's just applied toward a membership at the gym. They never ever see the money again, mm -hmm. right? You're going to have to rely on uh, free 21 day challenges where you're still gonna have to take their credit card on file and push for supplements and, you know, Sure, the challenge will be free, but you're going to sell them like a bunch of supplements so that you can make your uh, some money back so that yeah. you can pay for your advertising. It's never ever free. There is always like uh, a caveat for the for the prospects, for the gym prospects and gym members, right? And yeah. actually, uh, it works, but it's not sustainable. Sure, it's going to get you new clients. Okay, a bunch of six-week challengers. But then guess what? They're not going to convert into members or if they do convert convert as members they're not gonna stay for very long 
right? So right. those gimmicky clickbaity uh, strategies, they work, but not for very long. And actually it hurts your reputation and long-term get a bunch of uh, bad reviews on your Facebook, on your uh, Google, on your, you know, everything, uh, Yelp, you know, you get a bunch of bad reviews and then you're known in your local area for being the gimmicky salesy yeah. gym that doesn't care about uh, providing results, just cares about doing uh, bait and switch offers and, and it's just all about the money. Yeah. Do you want that kind of reputation? I don't think so. No. Right. So yeah, it's trust. You know, all success is going to be coming down to trust. You have to be able to. People have to walk in your doors and know that they can trust you. And right. you know, again, we're talking about long-term success is built on relationships of trust. And that off the, those things right off the bat are they put you? They start off from a place of distrust. If something seems fishy, I don't know about right. it. Or possibly it is fishy. You know what I mean? It's just not a good place to go. Even right. if one out of every 10 people or whatever end up, it kind of quote unquote works for them and they end up being a long-term member. It, the other nine people that left it with a bad taste in their mouth, I mean, that's going to hurt you way longer and way more in the long run than just the one person that you help. Right. Because guess what? They're going to tell their friends, their family, their colleagues that, well, it was a bait and switch that, well, actually didn't lose the 20 pounds. That, well, actually, you know, uh, the gym owner and the coaches, they didn't really care that much, you know, and then you have a bad reputation. Yeah. So basically here, I don't know if you can see, this is how you grow a gym, right? Can you read that? Or is it like a, yeah, is it like the right way? Money, uh, money per month times retention times number of members, yeah. Right, that's how you grow a gym. The yeah. number of clients that you have, the number of members, how long do they stay? And how much can you charge per month for a membership? Mm -hmm. right that's how you uh, that's how you generate money uh, with a, a gym business right? right guess what when you improve the results that you can uh, provide to your gym members well you can charge 200 300 400 500 so far my the the record for my clients is 550 for a gym membership wow. i mean gym membership transformation center membership because we we we, uh, we change the positioning right yep. 550 per month Right. Wow. When you provide better results, you can improve, uh, you know, your average membership. When you provide better results, guess what? They are going to stay longer, right? Mm -hmm. If they get the results, they will stay. They will be loyal. They will be grateful for you, and they will become Ravik fans. They will stay longer. Mm -hmm. And also, if they get the results, they are going to tell their friends, their family members, and their colleagues. They are going to spread the word. Word of mouth is going to be great. You're going to have a great reputation. So word of mouth is going to work well. And also you're going to have amazing success stories that you will be able to use to do the ads without the free six-week challenge, without the gimmicks, yeah. without the, the yeah. salesy methods, without the clickbait strategies. You're going to use those success stories with your advertising and it's going to work really well. And you're going to also increase the number of members. So saying that, oh, no, we shouldn't care about uh, results. We should only care about profit. Well, actually, you should care about results so that you can improve, improve your profits. Exactly, exactly. And what, what we were learning at 023 is that that retention piece specifically goes through the roof. You know, like we talked about before, just the fitness side alone can only kind of keep someone moving and progressing and staying happy for, for a certain amount of time. And... I mean, you can, there's ways, good gyms can find ways to keep them happy longer. But when you step outside into the, you know, outside of the fitness scope a little bit into the other 23, there's so much like low hanging fruit that they can make fast improvements on right away that it extends that honeymoon period really indefinitely because right. it's like a new client, like op you're opening their eyes to the for the first time to so many different things that it helps so much that they're like, oh my God, you're the best. I love you. And they just, you know, in your mind, they're not going anywhere for a long time. So you could double, triple, quadruple the length of a membership by st just taking a few small steps outside of what you're currently offering in the gym. Right. They're probably not going to stay for life, no. right? Because people move, people, you know, like they change, they change, but they're going to stay for years probably yes. right. because it's not like you're just providing access to a facility with equipment in it. Now it's like, oh, wow, I got rid of diabetes because of your help. I got my energy levels back because of your help. And now I do an extra 
300k a year with my business because I got my energy levels back. Yes. And actually also, you know what? My intimacy with my uh, wife was not that great at the time. And now I got my intimacy back and it saved my marriage. And actually we have a two years old and a four years old. And so it saved the whole family. And now like they are so grateful because you massively change the trajectory of their lives forever. Mm-hmm. And so of course they're going to stay. Of course. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 we're absolutely on the same page with all of this. It's, it's a, it's a refresher to have this conversation after, after that previous conversation we talked about where I, you know, to, we were just in such different worlds, such different perspectives. I, I wasn't even sure where to start. Um, but to hear right. you speaking here, you and I be on the same page right now is, is really um, just a breath of fresh air and it's a sign of hope for the industry. And I hope anyone listening can see, you know, can see that this is, this is the future. This is where we're going in, into these, um, you know, more, uh, more valuable offers of more holistic approach to, uh, to fitness and to bring real, real healing, you know, to, to, to the, address the issues that our, our clients and our society are, are facing today. Right. And don't get us wrong here. It's not like we are such woo-woo, conscious, spiritual, uh, uh, with a good heart, good heart uh, human beings. And that's why we recommend that. Yeah, sure, maybe. But also, it's also because it generates money. Yeah. It makes gym successful. Mm-hmm. We are also capitalists, I would say, right? You and I. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, absolutely. I, I, I still go like I, I was saying on the show. Like I, making money is a big. You know, you go into business to make money. And that's a huge part of it. And that's okay. Right. And you should want to make money, and you should feel very okay and open to making lots of money for the right reasons in the right ways. And I wish everyone that's listening to this the absolute most financial success possible through the success of their clients right right absolutely how can we learn more about your uh, services and uh, yeah tell us more yeah um sh- sure so the best place to start is following us on instagram at o23 as an other 23 um mm-hmm. at o23 underscore holistic underscore systems uh-huh two three holistic systems um you can follow me personally at b costello underscore o23 um, I, I go into some slightly deeper stuff on my personal page. It's a little outside of this, you know, it's a little bit outside of the fitness scope and stuff in my personal journey, but the other stuff is more in tune with what we're doing at 023. Um, if, uh, if you're a coach that's, um, that wants to learn more and, and like, and be able to offer more to your gym members in the capacities we just talked about, we have a new certification that's coming this spring. Uh, it's our, 023 holistic lifestyle specialist level one certification. Uh, but please reach out now. Uh, we don't have a lot of formal stuff yet to enroll, but reach out, connect with us. We'll talk about it, uh, hold a spot for you, let you know when it's all coming out. And then we have our consumer programs as well for gym athletes and gym goers that are up and running right now. We have several different options that if anyone's interested from basic, you know, sessions to complete lifestyle transformation systems. So um, I'd love to hear personal feedback from anyone that listened in today to let me know what they thought and just connect and get to know you and have you following along on the page. Awesome. I truly believe, I truly see you as an awesome uh, partner or an awesome ally here with that mission that uh, we both have. I think that our programs are very complementary. Yes. Learn the health coaching uh, skills from Brian so that you know how to coach your, your clients on the other 23 hours. And then once you have that skill, if you want to tap into that untapped market, which is the 92% of the population that is, you know, uh, that needs your help, that don't know it's, uh, don't know how to uh, reach their goals in terms of health and fitness. If you want to tap into this market, help the ones who need the most, the ones who are overweight with chronic diseases, then, you know, uh, you can also watch uh, my uh, masterclass where mm-hmm. I explain how we're actually able to serve those people, how we are attracting them, how we are enrolling them, how we are keeping them, and how you can have 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 new clients per month 
So not forever, because otherwise, at some point, you're going to be completely maxed out. So your classes yeah. are going to be maxed out. You know, when you grow with 50 new clients a month, well, three, three four months later, that's it, you're maxed out, right? Yeah. Uh, but then we show you how to at least replace your churn so that you keep 150, 200 members all the time. You're always maxed out. And we show you how to charge more. Why? Because we serve more, because we are here to coach them on their mind also. And now you can have membership at 200, 300, uh, 400, 500, even 550 for one, for one of my clients right now. You can charge more. You can have more members and you will keep them longer. Yes. You're the man, Remy. I think this is a great, I'm really glad we connected on here and we're working together here because like you said, it's a, it's a perfect, um, perfect partnership. All right. Thank you so much for being on that mission, Brian. Really appreciate you and uh, you. We'll chat soon. Thanks a lot, brother. Bye-bye.